What is up, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. It is your boy, Billy Botch. The Devil's clinched. It is Saturday, March 25th. It's 11.45 p.m. We just got home from the Ottawa game. What a season. It's a good time to be a Devils fan. I hope uh, I hope that you guys that could have made it out to the game tonight did. Uh, we have a really exciting thing going on with our fan base who's been, stru- you know, we've been thirsty for some good hockey for so long. And we finally have it. <clears throat> it's really exciting. So... How good is Tom Petty? Jesus. R.I.P. Tom Petty. Literally the best. The best. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we have, uh, we got the Tickle, a.k.a. Kyle Botch in the building tonight. Kyle, what's up, buddy? Hey, Billy. Thank you for having me on. We, um, we had ourselves uh, quite the weekend. So he came in and we ended up, we went and saw, we didn't watch the game live last night. So we went and went into Philadelphia and we saw this band Goose, who if you guys are familiar with is like a jam band kind of thing. They're like an up and coming jam band, similar to like a fish. And uh, we had a great time. So what we did was we recorded the game. Kyle kind of, kept himself up to date during the concert and then i just had my phone off my phone was dying anyway so i figured you know what i have it i'm dvring it and then i'll watch it in the morning when i wake up so um that's what we did i was disappointed very very disappointed it's like you are in a playoff race and you're trying to beat the Hurricanes who just lost one of their best players. They look a little vulnerable. They still play very well, very structured. But you have an opportunity to win the division and kind of take your out of the, yourself out of this situation where you're going to be playing literally your most hated rival. And it's like one of those things, like if you're like an NFC East fan, you know that the Cowboys could be trying to win the division or win home field advantage throughout the playoffs or the Eagles and they'll play the Redskins or they'll play the Giants who will be, you know, six and 10 at the time. And their divisional rival always gives them a run for their money. And it's like, why put yourself in that situation if you can avoid it? And to lose to Buffalo last night, they, they looked sloppy. They didn't deserve to win. And I was I was pretty disappointed. It was the first time you've seen Schmid pulled, looked a little vulnerable. I think they pulled him because they were trying to, it was early enough in the game to where they were trying to maybe sway the momentum, wake their team up a bit. I don't think those goals were his fault, but the defensive play in front of him was sloppy once again. And um, 
I don't know. I don't know what you do. <clears throat> I, <clears throat> they came back. They could have won the game. But it's too late. And you have to realize, like, you're not going to be able to pull this shit in the playoffs. Can I chime in, Bill, real quick? Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I, one of the th big things I picked up from last night's game, you know, was the, the Dahlin hit on, on Nico and just the team's response. Um, <clears throat> would have loved to have seen, you know, Jesper came in, you know, tried to wrap someone up and whatever happened, but you know, just, uh, what was it? A, a night, a, a night before or two nights before you saw that, that shot on Bergeron and Marchand basically just freaking go absolutely nuts. Um, he's our captain. It's like, you gotta see, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a, a response from the team, you know, rallying, whether it was a clean hurt, or not, which I think it was a clean hit, but I still do think that you got to rally around your, your captain. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you kind of leave, like, Nico fighting for himself after he, I'm not going to lie, I thought he was, like, knocked out. It looked very, I mean, I've watched, you know, I've watched a lot of sports for a long time. It looked like one of those situations where someone loses consciousness from a hit and their body kind of gets into some weird reflex mode where their arms are stiff in the air. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case because he got up and was able to play afterwards and was able to even defend himself to the point where he took a penalty. But, yeah, I mean, let's be real. The Devils are not the hardest team on the block at all. Um and what was weird is, like, you, you did, you had, like, a guy like Timo Meyer on the ice who's a big dude who he has thrown down. It's not necessarily his M.O., but he can defend himself. Yeah, no, I mean, you want to see the team stick up for Nico, especially the way that he, you know, sacrifices his body and plays like he's such a leader. I mean, you see the way he handles himself around the team. I would have been, I would have liked to have seen a better response as well. I mean, Vanacek came in and he played well. Schmid, you figured he was going to get the start tonight, being that they pulled him early enough in the game. He doesn't need a ton of rest. He hasn't played like an overwhelming amount of games, but you figured this would have been a time where, all right, let's just pull him. Kind of like rejuvenate our team, get their attention. We're not fucking around. Let's get Vanacek in there. It's early enough in the game. Let's try to swing this thing a little bit. And they did. The Devils played good, and they got back into the game. It was good to see Hughes get back on the board. He had two goals. He looked really good. Um, and, you know, in the, in the previous podcast, we talked about how Hughes had the five shots in overtime, and it was a little careless with the puck, in my personal opinion. Um, when it comes when it's such a puck possession type atmosphere, but the previous sixty minutes of the game, he played really well and he handled the puck really well. I feel like Hughes was has been coming on for the past couple games. You knew it was only a matter of time. So to see him score two last night, 
you could tell he's starting to get back into the into the groove, and he obviously nets one tonight as well. Um, you know, one of the things that's kind of weird to me is like I'm starting to see like turnovers from our defensemen that I didn't previously see, and it was like I never saw Marino turn the puck over. I n I never saw Marino like not make bad decisions in front of his own net or graves like not clearing the front of the net like he's made a couple bonehead plays and like freak accidents happen when you have the puck on your stick as often as some of these guys do so like the graves clearing attempt the other night that cost him a goal in tampa was like a fluke play like i'm not gonna hold it against the guy for the rest of his life it's like guys that are trying to hold the puck in at the blue line on the power play and the and it jumps over their stick like what are you gonna do like shit like that happens but when you see like more mental breakdowns happening than physical or just like completely unlucky bounce of the puck type things you start to you start to wonder what's going on and i feel like our defensive core despite winning the game tonight has just kind of and playing a really strong game versus Tampa, which I thought they played. But I feel like we look very lackadaisical. The past two games, Damon Severson looks like he's either extremely fucking tired or he's got mono or Epstein Barr or he needs a nap because just skating to the penalty box takes this dude like fucking 20 minutes. Right? Like, does Severson look, like, extremely, like, worn down or tired or blah, blah, blah? Like, I don't even know how to describe what I feel about his play just in the past couple of games. And I like Severson. I'm constantly standing up for Severson. I think he's good. Everybody is entitled to a couple bad games. There's whatever. That's part of playing sports. If you've ever played a sport, there's going to be a time where you, like, you... you Things aren't clicking for you. He looks like he's like checked out almost. I mean, I think that we obviously touched on our, on the last podcast. We we talked about Severson and we backed him up and and everything. And I still think that Severson's a a great player. But again, you know, he makes a couple bad plays and just his body language alone kind of seems. I don't know. His whole demeanor seems a little bit off. Agreed. Agreed. It, he looks like a guy who... Um, he doesn't look like a guy that they kept at the trade deadline when they could have got rid of him for some assets. He doesn't look like a, he was appreciative of being on the team for the past two games. And... I don't know what the hell goes on in that guy's personal life or what is going on. He has every right to be tired. They have played an insane amount of games. I kind of was expecting more from the team in Buffalo, being that they had gotten three nights off. But it is what it is. And um, it didn't help that, obviously, Carolina goes on and wins. Tonight, they played Toronto. They win that. And I really, I'm, I'm like coming to grips with, you know what? I don't think the Devils are going to win the division. 
Thursday is going to be the preview. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I was kind of hoping, you know, the Carolina still has a very tough schedule, but the Devils' schedule gets very tough too. And if the Devils even want to just keep up and keep um, home ice advantage over the Rangers, they better start playing a little bit tighter. Because you're going to play the Islanders, who are in desperation mode to try to get into the playoffs. You know that they play a very fundamental game. You know that they're going to clog things up. They've We've kicked their ass. We, it's a funny situation. So the Islanders, we played arguably our best game of the season versus the Islanders. At the same time, we also... What? We also played one of our worst games of the year versus the Islanders at home. So um, that's going to be, those are going to be very, two very tough games. A lot could happen. Doesn't help that Carolina has two games on us. They keep winning. It's like the Rangers won today, right? They came back and won and beat Florida. Yep. The Rangers are the problem. We have to. We should be focused on just finishing ahead of the Rangers, so we don't have to play Game Seven at Madison Square Garden if that ever comes to that situation. In my opinion, that's the that's where I'm at mentally at this point. Yeah. I don't think we're going to win the division. Um. Speaking of the Rangers, Capo uh, Caco got his fortieth tonight. See that? Big congratulations to him. His 40th goal of his career. Jack Hughes scored his 40th of the season tonight. So, Steve Valaquette, you can go fuck yourself. You have no idea what you're talking about, bro. I mean, um, you know, the the Capo Caco Jack Hughes debate is over. It's over, Johnny. It, but his vision, his size. Uh, no, his speed. His speed, that's right. That's Capo Caco speed. is faster than Jack Hughes, yeah, according to right, Steve Alley. Right, 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 right. Yep. Um. <laughs> that's awful. That's awful. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Jack Hughes. 40 goal scorer. I mean, I can't remember the Devils, the last time the Devils had a 40 goal scorer. I don't have it in front of me. I'm not going to go look for it. I can tell you it's been a very long time. He looks good. It was good to see him back in the swing of things. Devil's power play switched it up a bit. We'll get into it tonight. Tonight was actually awesome. We um we got we got to the rink really early. Someone had gifted me a solo stove. And uh, my brother insisted on bringing this thing to the parking lot, despite it raining out, and lighting a fire in the parking lot. That did not go over well. We uh, so it ended up in an argument, and we lost. So <laughs> we we had to. I had to dump. I didn't have any water, so I had to dump beer on it, which pissed me off even more. Uh, but the guy was not happy that we started the fire in the parking lot. You can't fight City Hall, Bill. It's like. Can we can can we uh, let's put out the fire like we did 
Um, let's hop on to, to Mackenzie Blackwood getting the start. No, 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 no. Let's take our time. What was the place that we went to across the street? Uh, three levels. Three levels. Yeah. If you haven't been to three levels, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Um, unless you like hookah. Yeah, unless you're into hookah, and uh, yeah, it's very, very um, authentic Nork atmosphere and. Whatever. We hung out there for a little bit and had fun with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm checking out the local places. We, you know, Not for nothing. It wasn't much better than American whiskey. Or worse than American whiskey. I'll tell you what. It was actually much better in the sense of not being, you know, canned like some sardines. It, you know, get a drink. You could still watch sports and... I actually had a fine time there. Yeah. That a that a live DJ, um, DJ would, No Clue. I, yeah, I would actually shout out. You know, big shout out to Three Levels. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went we we went from Three Levels, um, and then well, we were at Ellie's, and and we met up with uh, Dawn and and her husband, that dude that has like the the red devil contacts in and the horns on his head and all the pins and everything. I mean. Guy's like a legend at this point. I, I'm embarrassed that I don't know his name. But uh, we met up with, with them, and we had some lunch, and uh, kind of just learned about, you know, shot the shit and learned about each other. Dawn was going to Vegas yeah, tomorrow no, morning. No, I mean, Dawn was probably the coolest person I've met in probably the last 15 years. I mean, uh, she worked at Giant Stadium the the original giant stadium, um, you know, worked at Brendan Byrne arena. I mean, goes way back hardcore devils giants. I mean, yeah, she, you know, she's not just an employee. She's a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, just, I mean, she was, she was awesome. Yeah. So we end up at, um, we end up at Ellie's and we had some lunch and ended up hanging out with them and meeting up with them. And then we went over to American Whiskey, and obviously it was so busy because it was raining out. It's a Saturday game. Devils are good. It's down the stretch. It's a sellout. But, like, those places can't handle all those people. It was, it was just too many people. And um, we made our way in early, and we went upstairs to the loft bar and kind of hung out up there for a little bit. And it was really nice. First time I've ever done that. Um, like, spent the pregame up there. Saw Bauman. He was wearing his heritage jersey, which is awesome. The Devils wore their heritage jerseys tonight. And uh, I love when the Devils rock the, the... First of all, I love when the Devils rock white at home, period. But white and red and green it was really cool. The pant, the green pants obviously are classic. They had the Yanni warm-up um, montage video going on. You know, the whole 80s thing. And that's kind of like... Not so much the 80s, but the early 90s is what I remember as a kid going to games. You know, that's what connects with me. But um, it was good. The Devils came out, and they obviously let up a... Well, Mackenzie Blackwood was was starting a net, which obviously was was big. And you didn't know what to expect, you know what I mean? Like, the guy's been hurt. He's been on and off. There's times he's looked r really good at times this season... But 
Blackwood's whole MO is the fact that he's a very unpredictable goaltender. Right. And, you know, we're, we're talking about this, um, on the, on the ride home with, uh, with dad, our dad. Um, and it's like, where does he fit into the mix? It's like, it doesn't seem like this was necessarily a, um, you know, maintenance day for Schmid. It's like, are, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like, are you, I, I, I honestly don't know what the, 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 the thinking is on, again, where does he fit in? Is he going to be playing in the playoffs? It, I really don't, I really don't know. And, and that's something that, you know, obviously we're going to leave it to the professionals to figure out, but <clears throat> just as a, as a fan, you know, that's something I'm kind of concerned about. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody knows what the hell is going to happen, to be honest with you. I really don't. I don't even think Ruff knows. So there's no point in us trying to figure out what he's thinking. Um, so just going over the underlying numbers and the analytics and stuff, I mean, eye test-wise, who stood out to everybody? I would say Jack Hughes looked pretty damn good tonight. He was number one on the list for analytics. He drove the most play. Followed by your boy, Andre Palat. Palat played a hell of a game. He didn't get on the, he didn't put one in, but damn, was he close how many times tonight? And we were kind of riding Palat. So we had, we, you know, we had, we had our eye on him, but Palat played great. And, um, and I thought Heischer and Brat both played well, and they were both at the very top of our analytic charts. They drove offense pretty much the entire game. Just even just being at the game when um, Ottawa scored their second, but not second goal, um, seeing Nico literally go right back to the bench, and I read his lips. Coach's challenge for uh, for offsides. That was pretty cool to to see him do, and obviously he gets overturned. Yeah, I mean, right from the start of the game, Brady Kachuk started taking liberties with everybody. I'm so over the fucking Kachuk brothers. Like, just save it. It's not. It has nothing to do with you being a gritty player. It has nothing to do. It doesn't add anything. All it adds is like. All it adds is injuries. Is at the end of the day, that's what it really adds. You could be a very annoying player who adds, you know, like you look at that. You know, we were, we were watching the Ranger game. He, he took a, a penalty on a power play. It's like you're. What are you? What are you trying to prove? Yeah, he was trying to send somebody into the bench, and it's like he's just. I feel like some of those guys get too... This is in the 90s. Some of these guys are just way too caught up, especially those two kids. They're way too caught up in trying to... Like, that's their MO. Like, I almost feel like they wouldn't know how to play if you took that part of their game away. If you said, hey, listen, we don't need you to freaking fight. We don't need you to take stupid penalties or, like, you don't need to get under people's skin. You're actually our best player, like... We need you to like put a little more attention on 
engaging your teammates or doing this or doing that or working on certain parts of your games. I, I don't even think they could. I think Matthew Kachuk is even worse than Brady Kachuk. I'll tell you what, if nothing else, thank you, Brady, for taking the penalty and getting Miles Wood off the, Miles Wood off the ice for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you have to respect what Wood definitely went out there, and I think, like, you brought it up during the game, Kyle, that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Lindy Ruff said, hey, you're not going to stick up for your teammates or what happened last night with Nico, and then Wood finally gets into the game kind of knows that he's seen foot has played very well and I'm sure he's concerned about where what his place is on the team and you need that and that's like why Sharon Govich has looked so good over the past couple games too is because he was wondering where the fuck do I belong and so Wood comes out and he gets into a scrap with, with Kachuk who's a tough customer no doubt about it the kid knows how to throw him but Neither of them really landed too much. He gets a 10-minute misconduct. He gets a two-minute instigator. It was well worth it. It was well worth it. You took him off the ice for five minutes. Wood's gone for 10 minutes. Um, I don't know. I, I Kachuk just rubs me the wrong way. And um, I was surprised that Boquist didn't play tonight. Right? Totally. I mean... I thought... I think Boquist has played really well. There's just not a spot for him because you want to play Brendan Smith? Really? Okay, here. Kyle, if you had to guess... This is too easy. It's too easy now. Who... Has the worst underlying stats of any devil tonight. Brendan Smith. Ding! We got ourselves a winner. All right. <laughs> that is just, that's just something else. Okay. Most expensive piece of ass I ever had. Has nothing to do with this situation, but um, yeah. Brendan Smith, he was uh, almost 1.5 uh, as far as defensive impact. He, he was awful. Can can we kind of just shift gears maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah you yeah, know, yeah, Smith yeah. gets stuck in my head, and right. I, I can't even no, control myself. Of course. Can we just give a shout-out to Dougie for 19 goals uh, on the season? A career high for him. Couldn't be happier for him. Um, so happy that he's... Wearing a devil's jersey. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I think Scott Stevens held the record for 18 goals, right? Was the most by a devil's defenseman? I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure off the top of my head. No, I yeah, think I read that. Yeah. So Hamilton, he just doesn't score a goal. He scores a game-winning goal. And I mean, he has to be leading the league in game-winning goals by a defenseman. I'll put my money on that all day. Sign me up. We'll do a little, we'll do a little, uh, we'll look into that. He's got to be there. But anyway, um, there's a lot of people that played well today, but it's, it's true, man. It's like Dougie Hamilton has been 
really all that you could ever ask for in a defenseman since the Devils have signed him. Last year, he had a really rough time with injuries. But this year, he has been, he's lived up to the hype and way beyond. He's having a career season. And uh, he's a Norris Trophy finalist for sure. And it's great to see, right? Like, who doesn't love Dougie? He's the most lovable guy. I think the team loves him. He's, like, obviously awkward and kind of, you know, lives to the beat of his own drum. Um, but he's such a character to me. Like, my kids love Dougie Hamilton. Like, Bo loves Dougie Hamilton. And he says, like, the funniest shit. And, like, age loves Dougie Hamilton. And it's like, and everybody loves him for a different reason. And it's like, Bo's like, Dougie's face is weird. And I'm like, yeah, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but you just love how humble he is and how he's a superstar, but he just, you know, totally acts like such a normal dude. And, like, you saw the stuff that he did in the offseason where he stayed in New Jersey and he wanted to get to know the state more. And he did the he did the roster or the um the schedule release video and like stuff like that like he's just the he's a lovable guy and it's 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 like i'm so excited that we're going to have him around for the next you know 6 years to 7 years to help grow the Nemets and the Luke Hughes of the world into what it means to be a franchise defenseman it's exactly what we needed uh you know him being kind of the cornerstone of our defensive core having a player like him, I mean, who is obviously so talented offensively, but is also, again, just sound defensively. I just, I couldn't be more pleased to have anybody else than, you know, like Dougie just being, being that guy on our team. Again, just kind of the cornerstone of the devil's defense as we, step into this next part of this franchise. Yeah, you know what's weird is Hamilton only had one shot on goal tonight. You would have thought he would have had a really big night as far as contributing with shots on net. He only had one shot on goal. Jack Hughes ended up uh, leading the team with six shots on net. Timo Meyer five shots on net. Um, Andre Pilat, three. So... Um, Lindy continues to shuffle the lines around. I tell you what, tonight there were a lot of really nice shots that led to goals. The goals that were scored tonight were really nice shots from both teams. Kachuk's shot was sick. I mean, Brat's shot was sick. Hughes had just a, that was a breakaway. That was beautiful. That was, a, that was opening the goalie up. Um, but there were a lot of nice shots. I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who else scored. Here we go. Oh, the Dawson Mercer shot was Dawson like Mercer. bar down. Bar down. Nico looks like he's on fire, man. He looks sick. Before Nico took the hit yesterday, he was like kind of dominating the beginning of the first period. The first half of the first period, if you go back and rewatch, Nico Heischer played really good. His shot is just, his shot's nuts. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the thing about uh, Nico's shot is it's e it either goes in or it leads to just an absolute A plus rebound. You know, oh, and that's what drives me crazy about Sharon Govich. He he had a couple opportunities. He just misses the net like way wide. Get it on net, 
force the goalie to make a save, and then play off the rebound. You know what I mean? If you go and you look on um, Money Puck and you look at the, the heat map, whew, Devils took a ton of shots from in between the dots. We dominated. We had an 82.5% chance of winning if you were to simulate the game a thousand times based on the play. And, I mean, you had a couple scoring chances. Like, you had one, maybe six high-danger scoring chances for Ottawa. The Devils had, like, literally 20. How many times could Pilat have scored alone tonight? And no defense, no, you know, it's not, no fault of his own. No. It was like they were just on fire. So now you got Hughes scoring. You got Brat scoring. Myers coming. Myers coming, and we all knew that Meyer was coming. But I mean, having Jack back, and 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 Brat as well. I mean, but we all knew that we needed to, you know. Sounds so stupid to say, but get Jack on a heater, you know, going to the playoffs is really important. So, you know, number one goal scorer, we, he's, he's got to be hot. And Jesper Bratt right there, huge playmaker. Um, getting these guys hot going into the playoffs is going to be, you know, it's going to be vital if we, if we want to, if we want to advance. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. No, I'm with you. Um, it's uh, I like what I seen out of Meyer though. Meyer looks good. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't play Boquist. Right? The kid's finally like turning like a little bit of a corner here. He's got his game together. Are you gonna bench him nine games before the playoffs start? He should know that he has a spot. Like, he shouldn't have to be looking over his shoulder. And I'm not a Boquist guy. You're, you're not, but it, it's in the same way that it's like it completely lit up Cherenkovich. It's like, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's some Jedi mind tricks or something. You know, uh, you know, who knows, who knows what Ruff has under his hat. It's like, I think that we do have to give... Rough some latitude though, and give him his kudos. It's like I think he's obviously deserved it. So, you know, if that's what his decision is, you know, I'm I'm gonna ride with it. Yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens with Blackwood too. He had uh, he gave up uh, three goals on 28 shots, so he had a save percentage is eight nine three. I don't know. He actually looked pretty good. I don't know if I trust him over Schmid. Are you there yet? Do you trust if you're picking black? We know Vanacek is going to be the guy. Let's be real. Whether or not we think Schmid is better, Vanacek deserves. It's the right thing to do. And he's been around long enough. And he led the team for a very long. He led our team at the beginning of the season. He was by far our most consistent goaltender and our one of our best players. So we know Venicek's the guy. Who are you playing second? Are you playing Blackwood or are you playing Schmid? 
I'm playing Schmidt, to be completely honest. Um, Wait, hold on. Who's rough playing? I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, that's that's the entire thing. And, and again, he he has he's smarter than I am and knows more about hockey than I could possibly forget. Um, I'm just saying, eye test wise, I think that Schmidt is our is our best goalie, and but I, but again, it's like uh, I don't I don't call the shots. So the Devils are able to squeak one by. You knew it was going to be an open game. You know there's going to be a lot of scoring. One of the things I want to talk about on the podcast more moving forward, I'm going, to, I'm going to make a point to do this starting today, is talking about the players on the other team who really impressed me as well. And it's like when I watch a game, I, I take it all for what it is at the moment. So a guy who maybe a third or fourth line player who's not used to playing with a ton of skill still plays a really strong game and helps another team win a game or just looks impressive and shuts one of our lines down or whatever it is. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more because part of the fun of hockey to me, the Devils have been bad for so long. I've just been paying attention to the drafts for so long. I know a lot of the kids, and um, I like watching them progress and turn into like whether they're high-end pros or they don't pan out or whatever, I, I want to like start kind of acknowledging some of these other kids who like a guy like Dylan Cousins, like Dylan Cousins is becoming a true force in the NHL. And like, it would be what, what kind of fucking podcast would it, like what I'm talking about hockey to have the devil's play against a kid like that, to not bring him up would be doing the entire hockey world a disservice. Like that kid's on fire. And he just, like, threw down the other night, too, and beat the shit out of somebody. So he's, like, kind of trying to open his game up a little bit, show that he's a man, and, like, kind of taking it to the next level. But you have kids like him and Tage Thompson and all these other people to where when the Devils are playing versus those people, the least thing I, the least I could do is acknowledge their play. Like, I love Tim Stutzla, and I think he's a, he's a really, really impressive kid and he's going to be great for a long time. He's going to be great for... Germany and the sport of hockey in Germany between Stutzla and Dreisaitl and Mo Sider and stuff. So uh, as the Devils play against people like that, especially like going into the playoffs too, where you could really get a better understanding of what a player is who you might not be familiar with. Like that's why all these like playoff players sign contracts in the off season or that are super high valued is because you have a lot more eyeballs on you and then you watch them play and over the course of shit, some of these people like a month every other night and you really get an understanding as to what a person's game is. You know what I mean? Instead of just, uh, well, here comes Edmonton. They're coming in from out of town for the night or here comes Anaheim. They're coming in from out of town for the night. They play. You see the player once and then they don't make the playoffs and you really don't see them again. You know what I mean? So um, I like I like bringing up the other players in the league just because. I get enjoyment out of it, so plain and simple. You know what I mean? Um, so we're I'm gonna do that moving forward a little bit. I'm not gonna harp on I'm not gonna harp on it, but uh I'll definitely bring up who I think looks really good 
on the other side of the puck as well because it's it, it plays a factor into what we're doing as well. But anyway, tomorrow, uh, Devils have off, and then Monday we have a game in uh, on the island versus Islanders, a team who's trying to make the playoffs. They're going to be hard to play against. The Devils need to get their shit together. That is going to be a very hard game. And then I, I think, like, I, I generally think that Sorokin is going to win the Vezina Trophy at some point. Might not be, it's not going to be this year, but he's just as good as a Shesterkin, which doesn't make you feel good. Like, obviously, it's like, it's just another great goaltender that you're going to be facing you know, multiple times a year that you're going to have to beat out in order to make the playoffs or home ice advantage or something. So, but so we have a, yeah, we have a game against the Islanders on Monday and then Thursday, Thursday is going to be crazy. Thursday is going to be nuts. I, I don't even know. Someone's going home in a body bag. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's going to be a very exciting game. Um, we got the pickle flying up for it. We got people going. I'm bringing my kids. I'm bringing William. I'm bringing my oldest. He's not missing this shit. This is how you get somebody hooked on hockey. You bring them to a Devil's Ranger. You know, it's going to be what? It'll be two weeks out from a playoff matchup versus one another. And they have to win this. They don't have to win it, but they they need to win it. It's going to be very physical. It's almost going to feel like it's going to feel like a playoff game. Oh, my God. This is going to be a lot of fun. But after that, then we have um, it's kind of nice. You're kind of getting into like a little bit of a regular routine. You have Monday, Thursday, Saturday. You play at Chicago. Their season's over. You should be able to beat them. Then you play back-to-back. You fly out to Winnipeg. That's tough. Winnipeg's good. And then you're off on Monday. You get a Tuesday game. You get Pittsburgh at home. And then you get Columbus at home. We're going to be giving away seats to one of those games. I got to think of a good contest. What do you think? <clears throat> what you thinking cap on let me think about it let me think about it but I mean retweet sounds yeah, yeah. I, I gotta hit a certain amount of retweets, retweets though these are center ice like, like these are sick tickets they're, they're I mean they're the best seats in the building, building. I handpicked yeah. them straight yeah. up literally grew up with season tickets the best you know Gary Bettman was sitting behind us, and these are that level. So I was sitting on Gary Bettman's lap when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy. Um, Anyway, yes, we're going to be giving away tickets to one of those games. So if you're interested in the Pittsburgh or the Columbus game, and you're looking for tickets, I suggest you tell your friends to start retweeting this podcast to try to maybe get some views, and uh, I'll keep that in mind moving forward. But, yeah, we're down the stretch. We're playing meaningful games in March, and April's right around the corner, and the playoffs start, and the Devils clinch tonight, and 
It's exciting. We started a fire in the parking lot. We went to a different devil's bar that we've never been to that has nothing to do with the devils. <laughs> Just all Nork locals. So fun stuff. We have a lot of, we're breaking down barriers here. We're trying new things. And um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys in the loop. We're going to, uh, maybe we'll do something depending on your situation, Kyle. I don't know how long you're going to be around, but either way you could phone in and then maybe we could do something after the uh, Islander game on Tuesday. Absolutely. I'm always happy to be on the pod. Cool. Well, um, yeah, so here we are. The uh, playoffs are official for the Devils, and now we just got to start winning some games, right? My name is Bill Botch. Thank you for listening to the Trap Podcast. Talk soon. Go Devils. She's the only one that I've been dreaming of Maybe someday she will be all mine I want to tell her that I love her so I threw with her every touch I need to tell her she's the only one I really love I've got a warm, warm ball all day I've got a warm and she won't be Gotta warm and stay drunk all the time. I said I got a little woman and she won't be true. On Sunday morning when we go down to church, see the men folks standing in line. Don't say they come to pray to the Lord, I'm with my little girl looks so fine. And in the evening when the sun is sinking low, everybody's with the one they love. Searching all around Looking for my street corner girl